Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, December 12th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, so uh, I heard you had a run-in with a magician lately. <laughs> I-, I did. He made me disappear. From a from a work function. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm thinking, uh, well, of course, not a magician, because he's not a magician. But, you know, Nick, Nick, my next work function, I want to bring Darren Brown. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, that that would I'd want to keep that a secret. Ah, but, I see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Starting off one thousand and one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing your dad jokes. Uh, it's a new phase of our uh, yes. broadcasting relationship. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, bringing magicians to parties, uh, you can do that if you are a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> the only way, the only way we will allow you to bring magicians to parties is if you pay us to do so. Yes, and you can pay and us. In, yeah. <laughs> you could pay us at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio or what's the other one? I believe it's broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Exactly. So Yes, and support um Broadway Radio through the giving season and uh we have to say thank you because long before the giving season our supporters over at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio have uh, made it possible for Broadway Radio to keep going into 2020, and we can't thank you enough because, uh, you know, what would we do if Matt fell just short of 1,000 episodes? Can you imagine if, if if you would have closed up shop when I had 999? I'd have been getting out a special tell me more just like <laughs> saying like, hey, guys, number 1,000, got to go, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking to your good friend, uh, some sort of... Uh, Let's see, who could we have gotten to... Uh... I mean, it probably would have been like Robbie or something. Like, you know, yeah. calling, in, calling in the heavy hitters for, uh, for a final episode. Yes, exactly. So let's uh, move forward into our stuff. Uh, we do know that we want to acknowledge that uh, it was supposed to be Ashley tonight, but uh, something came up and I was able to jump in. But uh, yes. we hope everything is okay with Ashley. Yes, she is flying to Atlanta in the morning and she was not prepared to do everything that she had to get done before she's flying to Atlanta in the morning. So she uh, is behind the eight ball, so running errands and getting some last bit of work done. But... We do believe that she will be with us tomorrow, knock on wood, that her flight gets there unencumbered. Ah, yes. Uh, The snowstorm that was of uh, New York City on Wednesday was uh, merely a dusting. So it it wasn't a a large impact, as uh, some people had thought it might be like... My children were like, oh, you know, <laughs> I might not have school tomorrow. I'm like, oh, you got school tomorrow. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> so up in uh, first up in the news, show and casting news. What do we got? All right. We've got another day where nothing major happened, but a, uh, a decent amount of little things, James. First off, let's start with the upcoming Broadway revival of Stephen Sondheim and George First's company. They announced that their final principal casting as Rashidra Scott will be playing Susan opposite Greg Hildreth's Peter in the upcoming Broadway revival. Scott is currently playing Josephine in Ain't Too Proud and has previously been seen on Broadway and Avenue Q, Hair, Finian's Rainbow, Sister Act, and Beautiful company will begin performances at the jacobs on march 2nd now here's a how's this for a little bit of a transition up at the august wilson theater last night the company of mean girls welcomed a new mrs heron miss norbury mrs george as Catherine brunel joined the cast replacing 
Jennifer Samard, who left the show because she is going to be in company. Of course she is. Of course she is. Mean Girls uh, is Brunel's eighth Broadway show and her first since replacing in Something Rotten. And now for the Triple Sal Cow gold medal winning transition of the year, heading over to the actual state of Denmark. Yesterday, St. Anne's Warehouse announced that their upcoming production of Hamlet, not Omelette, Hamlet, starring Oscar nominee Ruth Nega, has been extended. The show is now scheduled to run from February 1st through March 8th. Ruth Nega, who is a star of stage and screen, uh, previously performed the role of the Prince of Denmark uh, in 2018 at the Dublin Theatre Festival. And if you are unfamiliar with her work, either from her Oscar-nominated role in the film Loving or on the TV show Preacher, uh, or any of the other things that she has done. She is electric. So I don't know that I'm going to be in town while this show is running, but if I were, I would be getting tickets to this one. Ruth Nega is phenomenal. So highly, highly uh, recommend this. It is being directed by Yael Farber. So uh, I, I haven't seen it, obviously, but highly recommend anything Ruth Nega is a part of. Yes, yes. Green Eggs and Hamlet. Sam, I am. <laughs> yeah exactly okay also i will say though another something rotten reference uh we should be getting some john kiriani news here fairly soon just throwing that yes. out there mm-hmm. it's been it's been reported in some small publications but nothing uh-huh. major yet but it's it's coming okay so uh s- next up uh we have reviews are in Fedonia loves uh one in two. Yes, this is the new show that we talked about earlier this week when we were discussing this, uh, this week's theatrical schedule. It is a new play by Danya R. Love, directed by Stevie Walker Webb. It comes from the new group, um, but it is uh, happening over at um, Signature. So uh, make sure that you get your tickets accordingly. But the new show officially opened the other night and is currently set to run through January 12th. And it's got a phenomenal word of mouth. I just want to hit a, a few of the major reviews here, James. First up, Laura Collins Hughes, writing for The New York Times, says, quote, Is it a spoiler to tell you that this stellar company of actors doesn't take a bow at the end? It's regrettable in a way because we want to thank them. But this production is after something more profound than applause. This is a play about affirmation and communion and sounding the alarm. It's only on the way out that we get our playbills stuffed with an insert that includes a note from the playwright, as well as a list of HIV AIDS service organizations and other information in the lobby. Again, unobtrusively sits a basket of bold red AIDS ribbons there for the taking. Thomas Geyer from The Wrap wrote, quote, The cast is quite strong, and Edward Marwiri brought real pathos to Dante at my performance. But under Stevie Walker Webb's direction, the transitions between the various theatrical modes can be jarring, and the more humorous, absurdist sections are so broadly performed that they tend to undercut uh, the the creed-core moments, particularly a creaky ending that doesn't land with the heft loved clearly had in mind. Now, this show has been drawing some connections to a number of other theatrical works that we've been talking about quite a bit lately. One, The Inheritance, uh, because this show does talk about um, being a 
queer person, but this is actually about um, black queer men. So it also draws um, a lot of comparisons to a strange loop. And also like a strange loop, it is about a queer black man writing a play. So there's a lot of uh, really interesting things here, but this has gotten phenomenal uh, review so highly recommend uh, if there's something that sounds like it might be interesting to you that you see this um, I, I know that there's a lot of critics that I follow on Twitter James that uh, have been raving about this one since the uh, since opening night so uh, Jan Simpson on the Stagecraft uh, podcast uh, interviewed Donya Love uh, from Fireflies and that was back uh, yeah it's been a while just a little bit more than a year ago, but yeah. it was a great interview, of course, because Jan only does great interviews. But um, I, I encourage people to check out uh, that interview because it, it gives you a good behind-the-scenes of uh, the thinking behind the author. So what do we have in the uh, recommendation section? Well, James, depending on when people listen to this episode, this might not be of any use to you. But yesterday, a number of people associated with the upcoming In the Heights theatrical film released little behind the scenes glimpses and some uh, little teaser trailers for the film on Thursday. They will release the full theatrical trailer. So depending on when you're listening to this. It might already be out, but I will have a link to a number of different things um, that were posted, including the little teaser, the poster for the upcoming film, as well as uh, Dasha Polanco, who plays one of the salon girls. Um, she posted a little video that includes uh, all of that part of the cast, including um, Daphne Rubin Vega. Then Lin-Manuel Miranda posted um, a little behind the scenes exclusive footage of his own. Um, I have stated many, many times how much I love In the Heights. It's one of my favorite shows, and I am so hyped about this film, not only because it comes out on my birthday next summer, but uh, it just feels like they captured the spirit of this show. I think they kind of changed a little bit of the plot around based off of what I've heard and seen, but um, the energy and the excitement and the vibrancy that is so infectious in, in the Heights on stage is clearly there in these teasers. And I cannot wait for first for the trailer, but then to actually see the film when it comes out in about six and a half months. So what'd you think of the poster? It was fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not paying to watch a poster. So as long as the film's okay, I mean, it was fine. I know a lot of people didn't like it for some reason. I don't really understand why, but it's fine. I want to talk to Robbie Rizell about the poster because okay. I love, 90% of the poster. But you not like the colors? Is that the, is it the no, colors? No, I love the colors and I okay. love the font, the In the Heights font okay. and everything like that. Is it I think little that, overlay, the floral overlay, what what is it? It's the, the the Hamilton logo and the Crazy Rich Asians logo. I don't think oh, yeah. I don't think it belongs on that poster. I mean Yeah, that's fair. I, I wish I had the poster without those two th two things. I the poster is I think it's gorgeous, and I, and I don't think that they need Hamilton. I don't think that I think Lin Manuel Miranda, uh, you know, put his name on there, and that speaks as much as Hamilton does. And John Chu and Crazy Rich Asians, I, you know, again, I'm not sure that that really adds anything to this. Let uh, I don't think that. I, let Let me say one thing. I've only seen the poster coming from. The Spanish language Warner Brothers Instagram. So I don't know if if the you seriously. Uh, I'm looking at no, it right now. Lynn tw tweeted the poster, the same one that I'm seeing. I, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, I, I'm just saying I've only seen it from there, so I don't know if there will be like a U.S. version where they don't include that. So I don't know if Lynn got the poster from there, yeah, and if that one's specifically for non-U.S. because it's actually well, or or not at least English speaking um, U.S. I have not seen it anywhere else, but I I could be wrong. So that might have something to do with it, um, but maybe not. Maybe that's going to be on all of the versions, which does see it's it's, it's a little crowded because it's crowded. It's totally crowded. Yeah. If it was smaller, that'd be one thing. The Crazy Rich Asians logo is pretty sizable. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. It, that, is, that is a little odd. That's a very good point. So other than that, I'm right on board with you. I'm counting down the days. There's you know, probably only you know uh, less than – I don't want to say less than 200 episodes of Today on Broadway before we get to see this. <laughs> Something like that. It's exactly as of Thursday. It is exactly six and a half months uh, until until it opens. But uh, 120, 130 episodes or so. Yeah. I've <laughs> carried one. <laughs> All right. What do we uh, have in the uh, other news? All right. We have two things that are tangentially related to theater. The first is that the current off-Broadway revival of Little Shop of Horrors. Mm, yeah did announce something that I think we all kind of assumed, and that was that they will be releasing a cast recording coming up first digitally on December 20th, so a week, next week, and then a physical CD will be available at a future date. This, of course, will involve the voices of Jonathan Groff, Tammy Blanchard, Christian Borle, and more. Uh, super excited about that. I think this is fantastic, and the only thing is I wish that Sweeney, because we always compare this to the Sweeney Todd that played at Barrow Street. I, I wish that Sweeney had uh, done the same t- thing with that cast, but uh, obviously a fantastic group of vocalists, and I'm really excited to listen to this. And I'll be honest with you, uh, Groff and Borel were great. Kingsley Legs was good as the voice of Audrey too, but really the voices that I want to hear from this album are Tammy Blanchard, uh, Ari Groover. Uh, so, uh, Salome Smith and Joy Woods uh, is the women from this show whose voices I really want to hear again, especially the three, the the, the mm, trio. Yeah. Those harmonies were phenomenal. So I'm looking forward to uh, to listening to that. Uh, and then one other story here, James. Yesterday it was announced on Collider, the website Collider, that everybody's favorite bright monster, Alex Brightman, is set to play John Belushi in an upcoming biopic of the late larger-than-life Saturday Night Live star directed by David Frankel. Um, everybody who knows the story of of John Belushi knows that he became huge on Saturday Night Live, Animal House, um, and then died at the age of 33 from a drug overdose. So the film is expected to follow Belushi at the height of his fame and to tell the story of a man who embodied both the glory and the tragedy of the American dream. So this is great casting, although bright monster might need to put on some of that weight that he's lost since, uh, in school of rock, uh, yeah. because, uh, he looks this picture I'm looking at in this article, he looks dashing as all hell. Yeah. Um, so he might need to put on some of that, uh, that weight so that he can do the food fight episode or the food fight scene from, uh, <laughs> animal house. It's a zit. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about the crazy story about the uh, the Beetlejuice fans calling up the uh, the music band offices? Oh God, no! Yeah, there's uh, people calling up, uh, fans of Beetlejuice are calling up the music band offices and yelling at them for taking the theater away from from Beetlejuice. And uh, <sighs> yeah, See, I, I'm so torn on this thing, James, because like 
I don't know who to blame here. Like, I, I mean, really, this is ultimately the Schubert's decision. Obviously, the Schubert's know where their bread is buttered, though, because Scott Rudin's shows occupy like a quarter of their theaters every year. So I don't I, I'm very torn on what happened here. And I don't know that I have a, a, a strong feeling as to who to be mad at or if I should be mad at anybody. But it just. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It feels the whole thing feels icky, but I don't know that harassing a production, no, especially yeah. harassing the people who probably had zero to do. with That's this the point vision. of this thing is like, like you're not calling yeah. Scott Rudin. You're, you're yeah, calling, he, he's not taking your call. You're calling the people he throws staplers at. Oh, yeah, we did not cover that. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, KCRW is the business. It's documented there. So <laughs> good, good thing we're not asking uh, SRP to advertise on uh, Broadway radio. Oh, we have, and they said no. So, <laughs> so if you don't want us to say negative things about you, show us the money. Yeah, that's not how journalism is supposed to work. But uh, I'm not I'm, a journalist. Ain't too proud. Ain't too proud. <laughs> and then you know, any word um, about the uh, West Side Story? Any? any yeah. Feelings yeah. there? Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people talking about. I've heard some more details, and I, I've tried. I generally try to avoid spoilers. With this, yeah. I mm-hmm. no, I'm, I want all the deets. Um, there are some things that are very interesting. I mean, I think this is going to be a show that is like the same kind of divide that we saw with Oklahoma or Sexy Oklahoma, whatever yeah. we're calling it, but like on like turn the dial up to 11. Um, I think that there's some things that are going to be very captivating for people. I think there's a lot that's really interesting from what I've heard, but I think there's also some things that are potentially problematic. Um, Not just the things that we've talked about before with some of the cat. Well, one of the casting choices with the elimination and the removal of a lot of the agency of the female characters, but then there's a, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's, there's, I've talked about it a little bit, but there's some there's one really, really disturbing scene, apparently, um, and it's an Evo show, so you know there's going to be video involved. So, you know, it's just it. I think that it's going to be something that is a lot better in some ways than I expected, but I think it'll probably be even more controversial than I even expected because I thought some of the controversy to just be it's weird and he cut stuff, but I think that there's probably going to be a lot more legitimate critical social concerns about the show than I thought there would be at first. Um, But then again, they've got two months to tweak things. So by the time that we actually hear what critics think, it might be a completely different show. So who knows? Yeah. The friends of mine that went to go see it, uh, uh, talk about it being uh, a huge adrenaline rush, a freight train, um, which is one of the reasons that they uh, seemingly, cut a lot of numbers and a lot of other types of things so that they can take out the intermission so that it's just a nonstop uh, adrenaline rush for the whole, you know, you're talking about, you know, sort of a feeling of Fast and the Furious um, Mm -hmm. from beginning to end. Uh, And, of course, he uh, heightens the conflict by doing... Uh, taking things to an extreme, and that's all I'll say about that. And then the video thing... Uh, some traditionalists are really upset about the ab- about using the back wall as a video screen, but you know it, it, this is it, it is what it is these days that everybody seems to be using video, and whether it's uh, uh, Cranston and Network or uh, Judd and Curly in Oklahoma, you're going to have uh, tons of video happening here. 
Uh, it's just the new medium that that's happening out there. So, um, uh, I'm interested to see, like you saying, uh, what's going to happen in the next two months and, uh, and how it's going to change if, if at all, but, uh, seems like, I think there's going to be some changes. I think, I think there are going to be some changes. I, I just, I feel like there can't not be, <laughs> if you have two months to tweak it, you're bringing in consultants and apparently the estates haven't signed off on things. Like there can't not be changes. Like things are going to get added back in. Things are going to be restaged. I don't know how much or what, but I just feel like <laughs> you don't have a two month preview period and bring in new consultants the eve of the show op- or beginning performances and not change things. Mm-hmm. All right. To be continued. Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. And uh, hopefully Ashley will be back tomorrow. If not, uh, maybe me and Matt will talk to you again. We'll talk to you then.